says creating, it says live. We, it's happened. We're, oh yes. Yeah, baby. We are here. We Hello. are here. And Look at your beautiful face. People don't know that before you go live, Facebook does this weird thing where they cover, you cover your face so you can't see each other. You can't see anybody. So, so rude. So, so rude. Like, around the corner. <laughs> I'm outside. I'm outside because you know what? In Toronto, we had the most beautiful day today. It was like 14 degrees. Oh. I actually better on. We were out. I started to feel like I was starting to sweat. <laughs> and felt like that. Oh man, Rory and I went to the ball diamond, throwing the ball around. Nice. And so I thought I've got my balcony starting to get set up. So I thought it's it up. So we are here on a Sunday night chat. I am so happy to welcome Giselle Clark Treneman, my my old and dear friend from many years ago, which we will talk about at some point. Giselle is here um, to talk about a theater house presentation house theater initiative called She's Black right. History Matters. <laughs> Get it up off the bat. Did you see what I just did? right off the bat but that's why i'm here and it's so live you don't get to start over no well that's okay but we're gonna start over a different way and uh so i'm here from in beautiful north vancouver on the unceded territories of our first nations neighbors the musqueam the squamish and the Tsleil-Waututh. and i personally would like to thank their ancestors and them for taking care of this beautiful land that we live work and play upon Thank you. It is so good to be here with you, my friend. Still Hi. <laughs> I even put lipstick on for you. You look amazing. You look like <laughs> a star. Oh, so I was, I was asking you before we started if you yeah. were making a jump to from behind the stage to on the stage, but I never thought that would be you. Uh, no. Hail to the bells, no. Not happening. No. Not happening at all. I have terrible stage fright. So, um, I've never been able to, unless I'm singing, which is a different thing altogether. If I have to stand and talk, I have to have a script in front of me and I, I, I can read very, very well. So. <laughs> so I, I read it and then, or, and then if I'm singing, it's a different thing because it comes from deep in your belly, right? And then it just comes out. But I can't, I'm, no, mm, mm, no, mm, no, mm, no, no. You have so much though. You have so much to give in this regard, I think. Like, people don't know if they didn't know us at the time, um, and they certainly wouldn't today, I think. But sure. I was your parish priest once upon a time. I 100%, was. best one I've ever had. <laughs> Have, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that now, Father Stephen. <laughs> I was gonna say, Father, Father what, Stephen. Father Stephen, yeah. Oh, that's so, you said such nice things about him. I was a little intimidated. I was a little intimidated. Brad says he's got some real preaching chops. So he does. Well, he does. You were also my church warden. I you are my church. I was so itty, <laughs> was so itty bitty. And it was, it was a joy. It was, okay, so, so transfig for me at that time. So I just had my baby girl. 
you did. And I did. She was so amazing. I just, I just saw your baby girl, and she's mine. And I like, I, just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's, it's wild. It's yeah. And she's beautiful. And she's oh my, she's she is she's you so and Brad. She is you and Brad. She totally is. She is exactly. Um, she has all of the best qualities of both of us. And then there's enough of her to make her a phenomenal person. And so she's empathetic and she's funny and she's smart and she has energy. Like Beautiful. you have no idea how much energy this child has. <laughs> she has so much energy and she, she's a fast runner and um she's also a dreamer uh -huh. and like <laughs> so she's 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 got this um this be this this beautiful quality about her that you just want to hold on to and you never like i never want her to lose that that innocence and that sense of wonder and the joy of being alive i i never want her to lose that can i tell That's you something? That's Can my goal. Let me tell you something. And I was going to talk about this way later, but we're there. So I'm just going to talk we're about here, it. Here. Okay. I knew she would be like that. I knew she would be like that when I had an entire community and all these different family members from the Caribbean to, to England to all over the place. And like 97 godparents. How many godparents does she have, Giselle? Six. She has six godparents. I've never heard anything like it. I've never heard Can you name the godparents for us? Why don't you know? Okay, sure. So there's Curtis, who's my cousin. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh, Jojo. Uh, I call her Jojo. Joanna. Joanna Barada. She's a stage manager and a theater artist. Uh, Marion and Ted Outerbridge. They are uh, magicians. Oh, my um <laughs> beautiful people all oh, just such beautiful yeah. people and then there's um oh hold on ooh ooh doug and lynn and they are um uh contractors that live in north ontario <laughs> no i remember i remember gathered around that font and i remember the light streaming in from the window there's actually a picture somewhere of it that i have really? and i remember looking at all those godparents and all these people that love this little baby and I remember as I put water over, oh man, I was, it was a beautiful day. It was, yeah, it was a beautiful day. It was. And it was also the day she almost pulled my wig off my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Okay. We should, uh, we've done a good seven minutes now. So we've got lots we can, we'll try and get to after, but tell me, my friend, because I, um, you and I have not spoken uh, in a very long time, which happens when priests leave parishes, they have to leave the community behind and yeah. move to a new place. And we stayed in touch by social media, yeah. which is why it was so funny when that thing was blocking our faces and we couldn't see each other before. <laughs> but I saw a, a little blurb somewhere um, about uh, a presentation house theater presents uh, Black History Matters. Yes. Um, and I saw your name attached to it, and I didn't just know it was attached to it, but like this is a baby of yours. Yes. Um, yes. I'm humbled, and I, I would love to hear about it. Oh, 
<laughs> okay, so uh, it started four years ago when Brie was going into kindergarten. And um, so they had, did like this big cattle call thing for all the new parents that are like starting into the school system. And so it like this, like the theater is full, not my theater, I say my theater, but the theater, the next door theater, my theater. Anyway, uh, the theater was full, like 600 people are in there and I'm writing notes and I'm taking notes and cause that's what I do. That's how I concentrate. I have to write stuff down. I remember I, uh, in warden's meetings. <laughs> I remember because I'm the opposite. <laughs> Yours is all in your head. I can't do it. Like I, if, if I if I'm involved in something, I have to write it down. Otherwise, it's gonna go. I know. I wish I could be like you. Keep going. Sorry. Keep That's going. okay. So, anyways, so I'm writing this stuff down, and then they're talking about all the different initiatives and all the different things that they have. Um, how when they're in in the older grades, they start really learning about the indigenous cultures and all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. And coming from Toronto, yes, moving to North Vancouver. And it's not just Vancouver, it's North Vancouver. So North Vancouver is, it's sort of like north of the Don Valley, right? Or east or west of the Don Valley or north of 401, right? Like there's a line or Bloor, right? Like people are like, oh, I don't go south of Bloor. Yeah. Or I don't go north of the 401. Or, oh my gosh, you're on the other side of the Don Valley? That's far, right? Like it's one of those kind of a things. Yeah, the, the skin color darkens the further you go into certain regions. It's yeah. Of Toronto, sure. 100%. And it's like, so anyway, so in North Vancouver, when we first moved here, um, I, there were three other black families. And I know there were three other black families because I saw them. <laughs> and it was like, it's not like, yeah, and we were, yeah, and we were in the store. I remember we were in the store. I think it was like the first week we were here. And this lady came up to Brianna and she was like, Ooh, your hair is so pretty. Can I touch it? And she was like full on about to do the thing. And I was like, uh, mm, no, no. And she got offended that I didn't let this complete stranger put her nasty hands all up in my girl's hair. I get it. Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah, it's almost painful to think about, right? Like, it's like, I can, what would I, what would I do? What like, would you do? Like, if somebody came up to you and was like, oh, oh, he's so sweet. Let me put my hands up in your, you'd be like, uh, mm, uh, no, <laughs> you, uh, mm -mm. boundaries. Mm -mm -mm. Um, plus all the connotations that go around with sticking uh. your hands in a black child's head. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, it was this whole cattle call thing. And so I went up to the representative of her school and i said so i'm i'm really i'm really excited for her to go to the school um it's a international baccalaureate program it's not like it's not a hard you know you know what i mean it's a it's a fan, fancy pansy soft school there's no grades which i don't understand but it is the way that they teach yeah. she seems to thrive and enjoy and whatever so I go to the teacher, I say, Different way of life. It's not how I went to school. I'll tell you that. That was not Markham District High School. I promise you. Right. It was not what it was like. Like, it was, and, and yeah. And, it, and this was, and, yeah. it was not. It's a different world today. 100%. And everybody learns in a different way, right? And so I appreciate that each, that there are different ways of 
children to learn and people to learn and thrive and grow. So anyhow, so I go to this teacher and I'm like, so, um, so what do you do for, for black history? Right. And the t <laughs> this look of fear. Institutional leadership, right? You have an institutional leader being confronted with yes. any hot button issue, right? Yes. It is terrifying. It's terrifying. They don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. Like, do you remember so, the number of times Tanya Footer would come to the, 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 the would come to a warden's meeting or to warden's or, and Tanya Footer is one of my favorite people in the whole world. How is she? Is she good? Tell her I say hi. She is, she, she's wonderful. She's a yeah. wonderful mother. She is a wonderful social worker. She's a wonderful nurse. She is a wonderful pastor to the, mm. to that community in downtown Toronto, um, alongside the team at Sanctuary. Um, uh, I, uh, I am. I will always be humbled by Tanya Footer, and beginning with time as an institutional leader who was being confronted by Tanya, putting everything in my face all. Yeah. The and I'm so grateful for her. I'm so grateful for her. Because it takes people to actually say what needs to be said, <clears throat> and not just sit back on things and be like, "Oh well, it is the status quo." So you don't have to always have the status quo. The status quo is a very good thing for some things, but other things about learning and exploring. Anyhow, so anyway, so then, so then the teacher says to me, she says, um, well, we welcome parent involvement. Okay. And I went, door is opening. Door is opening. And you know me, I see your open door, I'm like, ah, yeah. well, I know you. Oh, I know you. I know you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, great, wonderful. So kindergarten, I didn't, like, it's kindergarten, right? All they do is play anyway. I loved kindergarten. <laughs> I volunteered <laughs> in kindergarten. Oh, man, I got as many kindergarten days in as I could while he was in kindergarten. I loved kindergarten. See, and I didn't. I was like, mm, too young. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So, but, the, but on the other I side, I wanted in charge of the kindergarten. To be clear, I wanted someone else in charge. I wanted to be on the mat with the kids. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the you wanted to play. And if I knew I walked in, I'd be in charge. I'd be like, mm, no, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing Let with that. Let me run this ship. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I waited till they were a little bit older, and then I went to their teacher in grade one, and I said, I would like to do something for the grade one class for Black History Month in February. And she was like, oh, oh, well, what do you want to do? And da, da, da. I was like, it'll be real simple, maybe 45 minutes, we'll play, we'll sing some stuff, it'll be fine. So that's what I did. And so I volunteered in grade one, grade two, and grade three. And when she got to grade three, the grade two teacher was like, please come back, please come back. So I was like, great. So when she was in grade three, we did, I did her class and then she came in and helped me do the grade two class. So she was running the PowerPoint presentations and answering questions and doing all this sort of stuff. So it was a lot of fun. So um, then um, George Floyd got murdered. He was murdered. He, it, he was murdered. And so I, for the first time in a long time, <clears throat> people started asking me how I was doing 
And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, what do you mean exactly? And then I realized they were like, no, how are you doing as a black person? Yeah, which, <laughs> which is two completely different things. And so um, <clears throat> one night, and this is what happens to me when I have an idea, it doesn't come to me at like, four o'clock in the afternoon. It comes to me at like three o'clock in the morning. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm tossing and turning <clears throat> and I can't, I can't sleep and I can't process and da, da. so I have to get up and I write and I get up and I start to write. And that's what happened. And that was, and that was the main birth of Black History Matters. Because I, I got up at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning and I wrote until four o'clock. And I just wrote this letter and I was like, <laughs> what are some of the, what are the, what are the big highlights that it said without naming names or things like that? Yeah. What, what did it say? It said that I will no longer hide. It said that I will stand up, that I will speak my truth. Um, it talked about, am I black enough? It talked about, um, because I, I, I have a very privileged life. Um, yeah. I come, yeah, you know, uh, I, I've, I don't have all of the, the baggage that some of the black men and black women have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. That's not in my world. But I can speak my truth and I can use my education to educate others. And I can stand up and be proud of who I am all the time, not just in February, the shortest month of the year, because I'm still black in March. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, Can I tell you something about proud moments? Yeah. In February? Churches have something called vestry. Um, it's yeah. an annual general meeting. You know this, where they elect church wardens. Yes. And I looked out at a congregation the day you were elected, a church warden at the Church of the Transfiguration, a proud Anglican mother from, from the Barbados, is it? That's right. Yeah. She's from Barbados. She was. Yeah. 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 Beautiful black woman. She looked at her daughter, the first the very first black church warden at the Church of the Transfiguration. I didn't know that. I told her that. There were there were there were other people of color, but the first the first I per, black person identifying as a black person. Um, yeah, she. I. Oh, your mom was. Okay. Your mom was very proud that day. So proud. So proud as she looked at you. She's um. She makes me happy. Right there. She made me happy every time I visited with her, whether it was in the hospital or with you or wherever we were. Yeah. Oh, a beautiful woman. And she's remembered well by so many. She's, uh, she's a, I keep saying she is, I know she's gone, but. She is. 
Yeah. She is. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she has this presence about her that um, will never die. Well, I'll tell you, I can only imagine how proud she is of what you're doing with this project. And tell me, tell me what it's become now, not just how, yeah. what is it today? Where is oh, it? Wow. So today, so I can, on, I am so happy to say, <laughs> we have reached, I say we, no we, we've reached over 350 kids. Oh, in February alone. So what it is now, it's not just Bree's class and not just the class before. It's a program K through to seven. You've so an entire curriculum for an yeah. entire school. Yeah. Age appropriate. 100%. So in kindergarten, they get to play and sing songs and watch different things like cartoons and like for example um uh the three little birds bob marley's three little birds the official video is a cartoon i didn't know and that i didn't know that. that's <laughs> i know what i'm googling i know what i'm googling after this <laughs> it's so cool it's so cool and and the 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 wolf it's like Three little pigs and the wolf, and the wolf rolls out a great big oh fat. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I totally showed it to a grade one class. <laughs> no woman, no cry. Oh, it was amazing. And they're all like, oh, like, because it's like huge. Off on their screen. They're just like, oh, and then I could, I sort of sneak my eye over at the teachers and they're like, they're not watching. They're just grooving. Right. Um, and then, so then, so yeah. And the main thing we talk about, we talk about BC's black history. We talk about amazing. BC's black history. Local, right there. Local. 100%. And the joy of it is, is that people don't realize how rich the history of black people in BC is. It's, it's mind boggling how, and how easy it is to find out this stuff. Like, I, wouldn't, it's not, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have. I like, I, I, I yeah. Well, let me, let me tell let, you. Tell me, tell me, please. <laughs> so, Okay, so this is how I'm like going to go. I don't have it written with down, so it's all like blah, blah, blah. So I sort of have most of it in my head. So 1858, um, the, there's a group of pioneers, and they come from San Francisco. And they move up. They get invited, actually, they get invited by James Douglas, who was the governor of BC at the time, and whose mother was a colored woman from Barbados. So yeah, so he, they get invited up and they get, they understand that they can purchase land at a really high rate, but they can still purchase land, that they can sit on juries, that they can own, um, like they can do things, they can live freely. And then eventually after a certain number of years, uh, yeah, a certain number of years, they can pledge allegiance to Britain and get their citizenship. And this all came down from the Dred Scott decision that was happening in America at the time, which said that 
whether if you're black, you can never become a citizen. Therefore, you have no rights. So a lot of people were coming up. Now, there were there was, of course, you know, there was the the um, uh, uh, the Underground Railroad, right? Like that's all up on, you know, it goes up to the east side um, and the, the Dawn Settlement that happened in Ontario. And then of course, Halifax, which had its own thing because, you know, black people built Halifax and all of that stuff that's happening over there. And those are the stories that everybody knows about. And then you've still got people coming up from Oklahoma and they come up and they, 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 um, they start planting and, and, and farmers and everything. Anyhow, so BC has all of these educated black men and women and they come up and one of the amazing ones, his name's Mifflin Wistar Gibbs. So everybody knows, everyone should know about Mifflin because he's got an awesome name. But, you know a great name? They had such great names back then. These names aren't around anymore. If I ever get a job naming Mifflin. <laughs> or under. I haven't decided, either Mifflin or Underfoot. Anyhow, so Mifflin comes up and he starts working. He's one of the, the first people, um, uh, he's a, the first black man to be a, a mayor okay. in Victoria. Um, you've got, uh, and then he sits on a panel which decides whether or not BC is actually gonna join Confederation or whether or not it'll be annexed to the United States. So he is on the side of Confederation. So he's sitting there with all of these decision makers and he becomes an integral part of how BC is formed. So you've got people like him, you've got people like Sylvia Stark, amazing woman, comes up with her husband, three kids, um, builds log cabins, midwife. She lives to be 106. So people come to her to learn about slavery. So that is also passed down. Her daughter becomes the first black teacher in Vancouver Island, right? Like all of these stories are here. It's amazing. And then you've got Hogan. And now I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and then you've got, <laughs> then you've got. What, what, I, what I'm realizing is, how little I knew, like truly, truly, I, how little I knew. Like I, you know, uh, you 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 know, because you listened to Steve Green and I a few weeks ago. Yeah, we had a we had a one. I love. That was Steve. so amazing. Hi, Pastor Green. I hope you're watching. Oh man, quoting <laughs> him because I love when he says it. He's a beast. That guy is a beast. And a true young beast. And and I'll tell you, I. The stories of 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 Christian saints, black black history of the Christian Church that yeah. I didn't know about uh, in pockets of the world I had no idea existed. That means there is local history to be learned everywhere. Yes, one hundred percent. History is written by the winners. It's not written by the losers. It's not written by the underrepresented. It's not written by the minorities. Yeah, history is written with an Eurocentric viewpoint. And it's important in, these, in this world where it is, where it's smaller, life is smaller, everything is smaller, it is important. Oh, your Batman's lighting up. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to 
learn about local, learn about where you are. Learn about the, the la like, like I said at the beginning, whose land are we on? We are here, I'm here on the Squamish land. I'm so privileged to be here. And I'm annoyed that I did not know and I was not taught whose land we are on, right? I'm an immigrant to this country. As am I. And if, and if I didn't, if I didn't start this journey, for how many years would I have continued and not known about the truth of whose land we're on, the truth about the history of my people here? How, like, for how many generations would that have gone on, right? And then you sit there and you wonder, like, well, why are Black people so pissed? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because no one says anything. I know. Right? And that's the thing. I've had amazing conversations. So one of my favoriteest, most favoriteest thing to do these, when I do these presentations, is talking with the kids, right? So um, one of my favorite ones was, I think it was with a Sparks group. Oh, because I'm a girl guide leader now, too. I, I, can't really, I don't even know what to do with that. Oh, my Lord. You're a what? Okay, let's leave that alone. I'm a girl guide leader for Sparks. Tell me, tell me about being in the classroom. The conversation. So this... <laughs> This girl, she puts her hand up and, and it's all on Zoom, right? So I just have to say, we've been very COVID friendly and say that out loud. Um, so she puts her hand up and I'm like, mm hmm And she says, so when, what happened with the dreads? When did dreadlocks become popular? It's great. Great question. Great question. I see your face. Great question. Uh, I don't know. It makes me nervous, right? Like, as a white person, it makes me so nervous. It's like I'm the honest reaction, right? Like, it is. I'm like, I'm not pretending, right? Like, it, no. It, like, I, th I think about standing there, thinking, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Right? Like, it is. It's this is this is the. And it's. I think it's. It's got to be okay to name it. Yes. You need to, and that's what this program creates. It creates a safe place yes. for kids to ask the questions they uh -huh. need to ask yeah. and they're asking it to somebody who they know right all of Bree's school knows me they know me they're like hey Giselle as I walk through the parking lot or the like you know they know me my brownies kids the sparks the guides they know me so it's okay to ask these questions that they've always wanted to know so anyhow so the so i said thing what a what a beautiful beautiful because I'll, I'll tell you i was never I, I was never in situations where i felt comfortable as a kid to ask those kind of questions i didn't and yeah. what i learned I, I learned in not the best ways that's you just didn't learn it the hard way yeah I, I, and i had to unlearn a lot um to to re to, to relearn what was right really yeah. um it's so it's it's humbling. To, it's wonderful, and and I'm just oh, keep going, keep going. I'm 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 moving. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I started off. I was like, well, uh, and I gave her the whole history. So I actually gave her the long version. I always try and give the long version, and then I give the short version. So I give the long version, which goes back to Africa, Halo Selassie, that it's a, a a religion, that it means something 
that it has its ties and its roots into Samson and Delilah. Like it has all of these things, right? Like all of these things. And then, and then I said, and I'm like, so that's the long answer. And then I'm like, but the short answer is it became popular with Bob Marley in the mid 1970s. <laughs> right? That's so good. And then I said, and if you're a white person, and now I'm probably going to get some flack over hey, this, tell me. but I'm going to say tell it anyway. Tell me, tell me if the you're truth. a white person, don't be doing the dreads. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, do it. don't even don't think do about it. it. Don't do don't, it. Don't do it. We'll just, just leave it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So anyway, so I had these really lovely conversations. Um, and then there are, and then there's, then there's the, the other conversation of, um, I was talking about, so here in Vancouver, we have two buildings in North Vancouver. There are two buildings that are named after black people. Two. It's a lot, eh? There's not, and these are public buildings, public <laughs> Funded buildings. There are two that are named after Black people here in North Vancouver. And so I always say, I always ask the kids, what two buildings are named after Black people in North Vancouver? I always ask. And they often, they go, like if they're older grades, they go, and then they go, Harry Jerome. I'm like, yes, Harry Jerome. So Harry Jerome was an athlete, uh, uh, an Olympian. He and his sister actually represented Canada in the Olympics. What was this? Um, running. He was actually, um, he was the fastest man alive back in the 60s. No and he ran under 10 seconds. And the stopwatch said like 9.98 or something like that. And then the officials were like, well, that's a lie. Somebody must have made a mistake. So they gave it to him for 10 seconds. Of course they did. Yes, of course they did. Course Anyhow. They did. <laughs> Every time you hear one of these stories, it's so terrible. Because like, you, know, you know deep down, right? You know, the more you learn about these, these eras, the more you learn, like you learn, like you learn this happened. Again, yep. the black ball, yep. literal black yep. ball. And the systemic racism throughout everything, everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, everywhere. It's it's baked in from from bakery yeah. to running yeah. to news to in every form um, uh, of of life. It's built in there. So the other one. Uh, that they never know, that they very rarely know. And I often ask, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, so you guys don't know. What about the adults in the room? And then the adults get put on the spot. And they're like, um, and I'm like, okay, I'll let, it, I'll let you guys off the hook. It's John Braithwaite. And they all go, whoa, John Braithwaite. I'm like, yes, John Braithwaite was a black man. And if you walk into the John Braithwaite Community Center and you look to your left, you will see a life-size portrait of John Braithwaite. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, now you do. Now you do. And like, and there were so many, and there's, um, do you know what those another, people do now for the rest of their lives? They know now and they, they look, will they will know and they will remember and they will talk about it. Yes. Which is what I want to happen. <laughs> and the other big one, Joe Fortes. So Joe Fortes, was a lifeguard 
And he, like, he was shipwrecked here in Vancouver. And he was a bartender for a while. And then there was a fire and he saved people. And then he went down to English Bay and he started teaching children how to swim. And he became the unofficial lifeguard of the beach. And then eventually the city recognized him and built him a little house. And he lived out his days like teaching and helping people swim. And he, he died in 1922 and they created a memorial and the memorial is still there. It's down there on English Bay and they named a library after him. But the ones that the one that everybody remembers is the seafood restaurant. But it has nothing to do with the fact that Joe, I don't know how they managed to get his name, but it's a fancy seafood restaurant in downtown. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Joe Fortes." I'm like, "Did you know he was a black man?" They're like, "I didn't know he was a black man." Well, I'm like, "Well, now you know. Now you know." That's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, here's another one for you. Are you ready? Oh, well, give me one more, and then I got rapid fire, because I have some rapid fire for you. Oh, how exciting. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Lincoln Alexander Day. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Lincoln Alexander Day. What day do we celebrate Lincoln Alexander in Canada? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. January 21st. Okay. And it has been Lincoln Alexander Day since 2015. He was born in 1922. That's my connection. Do you see how I make the connection? Joe Fortes died in 1922, and Lincoln Alexander was born in 1922. You're a natural born teacher. Why are you not on the stage? Why are you behind the stage? Because I like my papers. (laughs) I love to wear a headset. That's like my most favoriteest thing in the world, is to sit there on headset with my script in front of me, knowing that my technicians are right there watching the performers with my notebook ready to go and be like okay i see the nuance that you did there i can see it i feel it i want to be able to feel everything i want to be able to feel my artists the audience my technicians like figure out the artistic integrity that we've worked on all the way through rehearsal all the way up to opening and beyond opening I want to be able to maintain that and nourish it and let it grow. And I can't do that if I'm on stage. That would be a waste. Can I tell you <laughs> something? I have known people who've known you in theater world, in church world, in personal world, and everyone who knows you adores you. And everyone who knows you journeys with you too. Because you're somebody who embraces the journey. And yes. it's a privilege when people get to be alongside you for a little while. So I can imagine your team that you work with has the same kind of heart that I did when I worked with you as a church warden. Um, so when you talk about your, your team there, I, uh, I, I feel like I have a little taste of what, what it's like to belong to Giselle's team. I love my team. I love my team. And they know that I don't pull no punches. So... <laughs> I say it like it is, but I'm really good at saying no without saying no. That's a skill. It is a skill. A, it, that I, is I'm, skill. I'm still learning that skill. Um, still learning that skill. It's not an easy my, 
And, and you know what it is? It's all about do, don't tell. My boss taught me that. Kim Selady. That's, and Wait, that's where. Done, don't tell me how. Get it done, don't tell me how. <laughs> Although that's kind of what the mafia does too. So we Yeah, really? Um, let's go to rapid fire. And, okay. All right. Let's talk Marvel or DC Comics. Oh, shit. Oh. Do you know the difference? I'm looking at Brad. He's got his back to me. He's not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the di You don't know the difference. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. That's, that's DC. That's DC. Is that, is that Batman 2? That's Batman 2. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. X-Men, like Avengers, like Bat Black Panther, Captain America, that's Marvel. Oh. You're, you're not okay. dead. You're not dead. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm losing my rapid fire all of a sudden. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I can't go. Hit me anyway. I love these questions. Place of vacation, Barbados or England? Oh, oh, that's not fair. That's so mean. You okay, what? You, you, live, you, both. you know better than most. Give it to us. Tell okay. us. Where, where should we go when the pandemic ends? Should we go visit... The land of the Brits, or should we go <laughs> and visit Barbados? I would go visit the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got family in both. Okay. That's just crazy. I won't give you Toronto or Vancouver. I won't give oh. you Toronto or Vancouver. But I will give you New York or L.A. Oh, I've never been to L.A., so I'll have to say New York. Favorite Broadway musical? Hairspray. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a special, dear. <laughs> um, uh, what's that beautiful song Queen Latifah sings in Hairspray? Um, I Know Where I've Been. I love that one. It's beautiful. There's a light in the darkness and the night is black as my skin there's a light burning bright showing me the way because i know where i've been can I tell you something? Oh, Lord. I was talking with a friend right before, uh, right, a really wonderful friend, right before I came on to talk to you. And, and uh, whenever I have Rory for the weekend, I, I, uh, right at the end of it, I always feel emotional. Um, living, living time without your kid in a, in a separated situation is, is hard at times. It, I can only imagine. It is. It's hard at times. And um, so I said, I said, I, I she asked how was it going to be okay for the interview and i said well you know it's giselle and she'll definitely make me cry um I'm pretty sure of it. And it, you know and you know she's a beautiful faith-filled confident black woman she's who i think jesus is so um i you know and you just did it right there you, you did it right there and Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we can go anywhere else after that. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cry. 
I just love that song. <laughs> and hairspray, like there's so many. Okay, let's just talk about hairspray for a second. Let's talk. About so, okay. so we have the most amazing Tracy Turnblad, right? And just that the opening sequence of her waking up. Good morning, Baltimore. Like I just love it, right? Because it's like, <laughs> and then you go all the way into the depths of I know where I've been, and then you come back out with, you know, oh, hairspray. Mama told me not to use it. Hairspray, and if I don't, I'm gonna lose it. You are the best. No, when back um. I don't know, it must have been 10 years ago now. Um, oh my. I used to, I used to go to, I got, I was really fortunate. I got to go down to New York a bunch of times and go see mm. shows on Broadway. Um, and Hairspray uh, is unbelievable. It is, right? Like, and I mean that in the true sense of the word, where you kind of sit there multiple times through it and things you didn't know, things you didn't know you were going to feel, um, it, it, similar to, to my experience with Kinky Boots. I felt the, felt the exact same way um, when uh, I actually wrote about it in my book. Um, oh, I haven't read it. Nice dig there, David. <laughs> but no, at the, that, that moment where, uh, where Billy Porter starts to sing, I'm not my father's son. Um, mm. Oh, Lord. Like... Um, yeah, no, Broadway uh, musicals in general touch me. And I, I, I think, yeah, I think that's where you're getting me a minute ago. And you know that. I think that's a church thing, right? Isn't it? Yes, because it is. Because we sing our prayers. It is. And that's, and that's it, exactly. We do. There's we sing no, our prayers. There's no other higher praise than to sing the joy Man, of whatever, wherever you find that joy. If that joy moves you, to make your vocal cords resonate in a certain way and you open your mouth and it just comes out, there's no other higher praise. No, nowhere on this earth. That's why people say you make my heart sing. Truth, right? That's like, that's why. I my say friend, that to Brad every once in a while. You make my, my heart sing. My friend, tell me where people can, uh, can look up uh, your wonderful new program uh, because I'll tell you uh, who I mentioned earlier, Steve Green, he is going to want to hear more about this. And I hope the three of us can have a conversation because we have a really interesting project here in Ontario that I was telling you about. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, lifting up and, uh, and, and offering resources to the BIPOC community. And I think this is the kind of resource that needs to make its way nationwide. I don't think yeah. 350 children is enough for a history curriculum that's been developed for grades one through seven. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And I think that there are a lot of people who should make a lot of other people a little nervous by asking questions that you asked. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because in Ontario, the, the black population is, is larger, right? Like on the East, it's larger. And so when you're like Vancouver, 2% are black. So when you're here and you look around and you don't see any faces that look like you, you feel as though you don't belong. And that's not true. No. 
That is not true. And so experience, right? It it is, you know, it to be, you you know, that experience to be true. Yeah. Oh yeah. So (laughs) it's, and I, I really, I want, I want my, I want my daughter who's biracial for those of you out there who don't know. I want my daughter to be proud of being a strong black woman and having me as a role model, having my mom as a role model. I, she already is a strong black woman, but she doesn't know it. Damn yet. right she is. I saw that. I, saw does. that. I, you know what? I bet she does. She, she does. I've drilled it into her already. So one of our mantras is I knew her from grandma. Nisa. I knew that baby's grandma when yeah. I baptized her. She's gonna be strong from the day she was born. I'll tell you. So one of our mantras is from Nina Simone. It's a Nina Simone song. You are young, gifted, and black, and that is a fact. Where can they reach you, Giselle? Where can they find you? Presentation House Theater, phtheater.org. And you can go on there and find out all about Black History Matters. Give my love to Brad and Bree. I will. So good to see you. And let's not make it this long before we talk about it. I know! Okay. (laughs) Be well.